This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. I once read a fascinating account of somebody, and maybe it's going to be a little bit of a, of a sharp muscle, but it's still, I guess, it's the way I feel it. I once read a true account of somebody who was a very big artist, and he was in a car accident and he, he wasn't physically harmed but he had a brain concussion and when he, wake, when he woke up he couldn't see color anymore in other words the problem wasn't in the eyes but the brain something happened and it couldn't assimilate color anymore and everything was shades of black, white or gray which is black or white and the person was very, very depressed. It was horrible. He, he, was, he was on the verge of suicide. Imagine somebody who lives color and all of a sudden it's gone. The person was basically for two years he was treated psychiatrically, you know, for suicide and so on. And slowly he began to get out of it in terms of the depression part. I mean, he didn't get, get back his, sight, his color sight. And he began to draw in black and white and gray. And the book shows the pictures that he, that he did. They're extraordinary. There's an orange on a table, in different shades of gray, white, and black. You have a very clear sense that it's an orange because of the way the colors, but because of the way the light plays or not. But it, but it's it's frightening. It, it's it, so, and people didn't know it was a pretty private thing. And most people thought it was some sort of new phase of art, whatever it is, and so on. That was the person. That was the demise. A few years quite a few years after that first phase they were experimenting with stimulating brains with some sort of waves or uh, electrodes or something and one of the things they found was they could give you a pseudo color sight even if a person had other problems but they could, they could stimulate the brain to do it and the neurologist who was writing this account was very excited to come and he calls up and says you know, I have this Gewaldic uh, thing, let's, you know, we might actually do something, or some, get it partially. And there was a long pause, and the person said, you know what? He said, I forgot already about it. I've, he said, the first two years you would have saved my life. He said, it's gone, and, uh, and finished with. That was, um, that's the story. I once thought about it, I thought about it as a muscle for Olam Haba and Olam Haza. A person in Olam Haba transitions to Olam Haza when he's born, it's a very, very painful process. Um, he's coming from a world that's a, a gorgeous world into this world. And at some point we say, you know what? Even if we get the chance, we say, I, I really like it here. In the, in the gray and in the black and in the white, this is what I want to say. That's what I once thought of it as a, as a, as a very good muscle for it. But I was inserted as another muscle. And again, I don't mean it as sharp as it'll sound, but my, my Rebbe Moshe Shapiro is, is um, one of the, I mean, he's known for this, for that. He, he has a tremendous hekif 
of different things in Yiddishkeit. I mean, he's at home with the Rav's Torah, as he's at home with 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 Reb Shimon's Torah, as he's at home with the Leshem's Torah. And it's not just that he knows it; he 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 senses it, and he can give you the sense of things and the flavor of it. And was also like that. Rav Kutner had an extraordinary sense for each flavor. And Rav Moshe once told me. He said it's very important to be manchal. All the gvanim, gvanim means shades and colors of Torah and gvani gvanim. He says every flavor has its own chain and, and beauty, and it's important to be manchal. It's like an off conversation. It's in Yiddishkeit Bechlal. There is so many gvanim of it. There is the gavan of Yom Kippur has in itself the Bechi of Yom Kippur Yom Kippur has in itself the Tfilis it has in itself the Shailas whether to say Yom HaShavah Sazer in the Chazor Sashat or whether to say, or to say it in Nilo or to say it in the private Shemeneser for whatever reason for each one's own time it has in itself the Gvanim of Hidisiris it has in itself a lot of Gvanim because the way things shape up in Kaisal, everybody has a sliver. So, somebody who's in a so-called literature there, so it's 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 the Gemara and it's the Mishabura. But but there's a world out there of other things, and the the, the it's it's not fast or And there's always the argument. Not an argument. There's a real um, um, concern. That you can get sidetracked, and there is there is a priority of what to focus, but it's also important that somehow the flavor, all the flavors of Torah get transmitted. The, uh, I mean, people look around, and they're in the spoil. There's a lot of sfarim in the yeshiva. That's black and white. There are so many different types of sfarim in the yeshiva. There's there's ena daima reptzadik to 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 mishabura. To Reb Chaim Al Rambam, to 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 um, the base to the Kungadansia, ain't a doimer Reb Sadik to the Ishbitzer, and and ain't a doimer Shnehem to Reb Yeruchim. It, it's the, the so Torah is so infinitely rich, and and a person who sits on a diet of black and white, and he says, you know, Torah is very dry. It's very very. Rigid. It's got no, you know, it's it's not multidimensional. So I tell him, yeah. If if the doctor put you on a diet of mashed potatoes without salt, you know, that of course it's bland, doesn't taste good. But you know, there are just a lot of other things there, and, and um, it's one of the things that that you feel sometimes, I guess, a little bit helpless to be manchel. Um, I you know. I, it, I'm not sure that I had a tefech and asatfech of it, but the sense of the beauty of Rafutas Ranavrocha's yontiv getting together was extraordinary. What the mere meant to me in learning, and Rav Nochum's lichtekeit in, in, in a sugya, and in learning up a Gemara and Rashi and Taisvis, Rafutna had it in his world of giving over yontiv mitzah, the atmosphere, the mood, the shevas achim gam yachad, the type of negunim. The, the, the Torah, the signal of the Torah every Yantiv had its own flavor and he was a master at bringing out that flavor and he had the kalim, he would overwhelm a room full of people with his person, with his Torah, with his singing, with everything 
and it, it was a world of rich, rich color and it's not always easy, I don't have the we don't, we don't have the personal kalim uh, that they had it's, and it's not a city of built on that but the first th- to understand we, we just went through a day together that was very uplifting I think all of us felt that way um, it was I think people thought a lot people were misspelled a lot it was very genuine it was very uplifting I felt that way and I think the Tziba felt that way and I think for the first time it's, it's always it's, it's a time sitting at this Suda I always feel is when we can get because the mood had been serious and because even though everybody fasted all day people are not sitting and fasting they're, they're, they're sitting the, the food is also kind of ruchnistic there is a sense of it it's more the Suda Shaboy than the food Shaboy the sense of Shevesach and Gamyachat enjoying everybody else's company just being here together that's, and those are things that are from the ikre ikre of what it's all about the dibuk haverim because we're all together we're struggling to learn, to understand, to grow and we're sitting together the fact that we feel we're in a high diagram, we feel uplifted after a day like this it's very very special to, to be together and it's extraordinarily meaningful the fact that you're not that people know you can make Kodesh out of Chol you don't have to run around now any place it's, it's, it's a Yom Tevdika evening in, in, the, in the most beautiful way and it, it moves me it's, it's for me it's something of a high point of the year and I'm sure for everybody else that's I guess just an expression of what it is I'd like to add another thing I guess on a personal level to somebody in Shakoach the um, I once heard um, and I don't mean it all to knock anybody else but I, I'll, I'll explain in a minute Rev. Bowman, Zahrani Vracha, once spoke. He speak on Tanesim and he spoke very, very well. And he said that the um, it says by the when they went into Golis, they 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 had a navel, and and the way the Levim said it was Shirlanu, and they said Echnoshir. It says Tolinos Kinoraseinu. They had fiddles with them. The Chazal it says that the Nachum told them, "Kashkeshulana b'shir, bang to us with a song," and they said, "Echnasher and the thumbs up and so on." That's the the Chazal. So Bulman said, the Yiddish instrument, um, quintessential musical instrument, is a fiddle. The Goyish quintessential instrument is some sort of percussion instrument. He said, Kishkeshulon Bashir, bang us out of Nigan. And, and so I, I, it says, Halu, but Toif, or Venovel, Toif is one of the instruments. But I, what I mean to be marvelous is, A, I, I'd like to thank Pitchers for being a fiddle. I, I didn't know that we had the talent in Yeshiva. But the, I, what I mean more. Uh, there was, there's a Yiddish uh, folk saying about a Yiddalim a fiddle. A Jew had a fiddle. A, a fiddle has in itself a very neshamitic quality of music. That's why it's so highly unpopular these days. The, 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 the um, you know, it, it's people have. If anyone has ever seen the old Chabad Nichoach tapes, um, first of all, a lot of the music is fiddle music. You know, it's the gunim with fiddle background. And if you see the picture. It, it, it's always, a, to me, it's a very extremely moving pictures of a yid sitting in a hilt in a base medrash, in a wool, in a wooden base medrash, 
kind of a big room, empty, just kind of really rafters and, and bare wood. And there's a table with a tiny herring on it. And he's sitting alone with two other people with this big fiddle and, and his neshama is going out. And that was, you know, it, it was a way of expressing neshama. And, and, you know, the type in the Guinea and the type in the Gunim, it's um, maybe I'm a generation behind, but I don't know if it's so bad. It's, it's two generations behind. <laughs> I started out behind, so I didn't. But it, it is something special about that. I just wanted to comment about it because because it, it, it is nice. Um, we're going to go through some of the gunim. I guess over the years we have kind of a. The first insight is I am not a balmanagin, so that has to help. And I'll try to explain a little bit about the gunim. The first nigun is about the beauty of the Kain Gadol that used to come out from Besholem and Akedish. What's the point? Let's let's let's, um, let's stop a second. What's the point of it telling us? Um, the I mean, this, in the in the flow of the piyut, it seems to be crossing over the from from what it was like, how beautiful it was when the Rishamidish was there, and how much we lost it. That seems to be the flow. With it's, it's somewhere in the middle between the part that's describing how nice it is and the part that's describing how. You know, we don't have it, and it's just in the Horvath system and so on. I think there's another Knech to it. And I want to try to explain a, a Knech within a Knech. The, the Kayin Gadol went into the Kaidish Kadashit. The Kayin Gadol physically came as close to contact with the Shechina as a human being possibly can, except through Nevoah possibly, but through a Mahalach. That's the that's the closest, like we spoke um, before Nila. That's the moment of contact with Shechina. We don't have any feast and what it's like, and only one person, Kaisol, has it. But when we see the person that went in, what he came out with, that's our tefisa. Um People write books about Gedolim a lot. The purpose is not the purpose of a Kesha with a Godel is not in worshiping the Godel. We don't have a saint's calendar in Yiddishkeit and, and it's not meant but the closest will come to seeing something greater than us is seeing Anashim Gedolim and part of the quality when somebody asks what made so and so so big so they start off Hamid Bakemari, he learned in Hamid this and that. It's, it's, it's all true, except that that's not really what, what you saw. You saw something that you really have a hard time describing. It's this quality. That's one point. That's one Nakuda I want. I, I want to say a little Adel in Nakuda. And, and, and it leaves a little bit more of a finer Havana. Chazal say a Marshal. A muscle with Avram that if you walk into a store that sells naft, kerosene, you walk out reeking of kerosene. If you walk into a store that sells psalmim, then you smell from like psalmim. Um, that's a muscle of Avram. It's anyone who came to contact with Avram, so like psalmim and so on. A child imagines, for instance, in, in a very fancy restaurant, when you eat food, it doesn't have a blatant flavor of something. There's a hint of a flavor. A very a, a cheap, cheap perfume is heavily perfumed. 
a very expensive perfume has the slightest hint of something a floodlight is not Ruchnius the Ha'ara on the Kain Gadol is Ruchnius in other words when you want to grab onto you say well imagine if you walk in Kain the lights will be full blast no the Tfisa of something elevated is always barely perceptible it, it, it's, it's the hint of perfume on the person walking out tells his kind of perfume. It's a very edel nekuda. It means the havanas, the, the nuances, the, 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 what, when, when a person has a shaykhist to Adam Gadol, it's, Reb Chaim Shavis used to say, I don't understand, Avram Avinitz has brought bread and water and butter, so that, I do that also. So you say, well, the Torah is talking about quality, not quantity how he served the glass of water how he did it a, a big person is known by the almost that extra touch of subtlety that you can tell it apart from something that's just synthetic synthetic things tend to be heavy tend to be gross tend to be um, you know it, it, it's, it, it's, it comes in bulk an alic stage a person who's really it it's, it's the almost imperceptible sense that comes with the things he does that, that is special. And that's why when the Kringadl came out, when you saw the Kringadl was a Kringadl, and he had another light shining from him, that, that was the image of Shekhinah. So, I guess start MS and then we'll... Uh, Ich habe noch egal, wie 
It's from the Rosh Hashanah Dika Hapora. Um, it's a very, very beautiful nigun. But again, I guess let's give a, a. I've said this over a few times. It's still as uh, meaningful to me. The um, one of the feelings I had by Neila, as it starts uh-huh. moving into the end of Neila, l- let me give you a dogma of what it feels like. A person raises a child and takes a long time, Baruch Hashem, it takes 20 years, and you know, you put a lot into him, and you know someday you're going to marry him off and he's going to leave. Um, you know, but it's a long, it's a long and hard way till that happens, but it happens. And there's a certain time the child gets engaged, and it moves forward, and I, I, there's a certain point where you say to yourself, the countdown has begun. It's going, it's going, and it's gone. You, you know, you, you know that by tonight she's not going to be your daughter anymore. She'll be someone's wife, and uh, you know, and it's a it's a whole new phase. I mean, Bez Hashem, someday you'll all know the time of it. But it's an extraordinary sense of feeling that something is leaving away. 
I, I saw there's a moment from Salvechik of Mirocha Kashem Nirali. Um, it's called, he has another name also, I forgot what it's, he has another name, Ubikashta Misham, I think it's called. I, I don't remember what And he describes it with a very, very touching uh, dogma. He says that you only have a very close friend, and then he decides to leave and to move to somewhere else, America, Germany, wherever he's going from. And in those days, obviously, once you left, you left. There wasn't going back and forth and anything. When somebody left somewhere else, that was the end of the friendship. It was the end of everything. And, you know, you, you busy yourself and busy yourself and busy yourself. And as, the, um, as you take him to the train station and the train begins pulling away and he's waving goodbye, when you see the train pulling away with him, that's when all your feelings begin to well up. That's when you really begin to feel empty and the realization that it's gone. Um, there's a certain sense of it on a Motsi and Kippur um, there was Sesame Tshuva, there was the beginning of Zman, there was an Elul and um, you know things really there was a certain sense of excitement about it and I feel it you know, when it starts at the end of Nila you begin to feel the clock's ticking it's not going to last, you can't hold it back anymore the the, the, uh, the uh, Hashem will Kims are beginning to roll out and, and uh, that's it you know it's, it's, it's over with there's a certain very strong sense of realization you still could you know, you still could have gotten something out of it it's, it was there and it's gone that's why Merochek speaks to me a lot on uh, Matzi and Kippur so we'll sing I don't know most of them probably is familiar with it but uh, <coughs>
And I guess the people who here knew must have been very surprised at the, after um, the uh, davening when we started our Deres Vamuna. I actually, it, there was a, a bit of a mistake in something, but uh, I guess uh, sometimes Hashkach also has it. First, um, why this nig, and then a little bit more about the explanation. I, I, I originally came on it, I liked it because... I had heard in, in Lubavitch the minute was they finished it, they finished in Kippa on a triumphal note. Um, the the reason is it's a chazal, it's a zayar a kaddish, which is mechaber. Um, it's a zayar and this is the medrash in similar language. Um, it's mechaber yom Kippur with sukkis. It says like this. It says that besides the personal day of Yom Adin and Yom Kippur there's also its ace of coming versus Klai in other words HaKadosh Baruch Hu made Umas HaOlam a reflection of ace it says the brachat ace was that when Klai is married all when the Perigal he's going to be on top the, the, the Teveya the world is Tovea Klai Yisrael. The Sutton is Galmus is when they came into the into the Kaddish Kedoshim, the Umasolim Tainid that they found the head of a Chamor. The 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 the, the, the on a personal level are Tovea B'Shem the Sutton. That's the, that's one in Hainohach. So when Klai Yisrael stands in your kippah in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so basically there's a personal union of Tshuva and Cheshmer Nefesh and Seif HaChaim and Seif HaMavis and so on and then there's also a much more powerful um, the Umas Olam are being Mekachu in Klai and that's part of the battle and it says at Ne'ilah they spin off that's when the Ace of Halach Darker the Zaya says Dob Ne'ilah and Chazal say that the, one of the one of the things that the Lulav shows is it's like a sword and when you have two people fighting whoever walks out with the sword is, the, is Didon Natsach he's the one who won so, so there's also that element so I, now I, I thought it was this one if actually they use a different one which is fine they use Napoleon's March I'm perfectly fine to say with this 
this this is actually a, a French anthem in a little bit of a of a I, I guess a, a fudged version, um, which I guess we could be credited with Shina Maisa and and uh, and it, it's, it, they, it's it is Hader this Hader is a Chabad Hader It's not what they sing. Um, but I, I, I feel I felt it was very appropriate that we finish off. It, it, it's a tremendous. I, I, it's one of the things I think that we have to keep telling ourselves. We live with Goyim. We're going to be working amongst Goyim. We're, we're part and parcel of that society. And to understand that no one has a young kipper, no one has even something that's remotely close to young kipper. No one has a massive where people fast and do a chesman nefesh and try to better themselves it's, it's, it's um, in a million light years there's nothing like it out there and there's a certain sense finishing uh, 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 finishing Yom Neirayim should give at the end of it all a person would feel a certain sense of triumph that listen it's good to be a yid to, 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 to um, it, it's, it, it's, me, it's meaningful it's, we have what to think about we have what to regret. We have a way how to regret it. We have a way to do what we need to get it off our shoulders and to, and to, to change for the better. You know, there's nothing, nothing, nothing like it in anywhere else. And it's a very the the the, the, the small fast forty days, and they come out bigger chazerim at the end of the forty days than the beginning of the forty days. There's no the music of of of. Chedronefes and Tshuva and Kapara and the whole the whole package that we have for everybody in Christ, so it's it's extraordinary and it's something to to, to think about and to understand. Um, I also had some words about Teres Hamuna. I repeated a lot of times and because of new people because I feel the same way about it. Teres um, Hamuna is a very very holy piyut. The Maril says. Very, very strong shyness about how it's supposed to be said with extraordinary kavana. It's a sheer or that malachim gift a karish parachu. I think uh, it's in the echolos is the, the marker for it, if I'm not mistaken. And it, the, all the Rishonim that write about it write extraordinary, uh, extraordinary terms about it. It's, it's singled out as being extraordinary. And that's why Chsidim Nog would say it every day and so on. I saw once somebody who's, who was a from person, person with a, somebody with a black yarmulke, and he was a chayker. And he took a look at Adar Samuna, and the man was a good chayker. He was a very good chayker, in, in, and except that he didn't realize what his gvulas of das are. And there were some very sharp ones. So he writes, Adar Samuna doesn't really, he can't find any real theme in it so just a, a bunch of words put together now, if he would have if he would have come and told me I know the young they write about and I think it's not true Mela but the person didn't bother to look the person had no clue has no clue about Chachmas uh, has no clue about Shir Samalachim, has no clue about Malachim has no clue about anything and yeah, he says he was German, very self-assured. Ya hadels vemuna. It has no tristic uh, meaning. It must be put together by, uh, you know, a, a computer. That was it. That's how he writes it off. And, and there's something about it because the person had a big black yarmulke, and and he did work, which was very good when he was when he, when he was comparing manuscripts. His the works he'd done is very good. And he, if he would have stuck to that, that would be fine. But when a person 
you know, with, with such a guy. I mean, the Marul says that it's 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 a, it's this is a sheer. The Marul points it out of all the Putin This should be said with tremendous achno and tremendous yira and tremendous this. The, the, so I mean, ask yourself. So the Marul did find something about it. So you call like because you didn't find anything. I don't understand the seichel I don't. I don't understand where the person is coming from. It, it's it's so. I mean, you're in You don't know. You don't know. Fine, right? I you know. I've tried to find different things. I don't. I don't. I don't have. I don't understand the A little modesty never hurt. And and uh, that's why it, 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 I don't know. It always irked me when I, I saw it that something which was mekubel by all Delhi Israel as being extraordinary that, that somebody should just kind of pencil it off. Not knowing anything, admittedly not knowing anything, and so it's one thing when a person says, "I am Amaretz," and uh, I remember when I was a little kid, we came across the, in the Rashi, "Any Adema Aima," when I was a little, it's, it's third grade, second grade. I still remember it vividly, and I asked myself, "How a good Shaila? If Rashi doesn't know what you're supposed to write here, how does he know he's supposed to write something?" Like I, I didn't, <laughs> like, I, I didn't understand, uh, like the mustic that there's a kasha that has come. I didn't. So I looked at it. And I said to myself, "I don't understand Rashi. Like any of their ma'ayma. Like so, maybe don't say it. Maybe there should be a Rashi there." So I, I came up with an answer. Actually, I, I figured Rashi had some code where he knew where there's supposed to be Rashi, and this one stumped him. That, that was. <laughs> My, my, my third grade player that I came up with but you know and it, 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 humility is fine you know a person is, is, is has a, is a little hey looks fine but you know a little, it is it's, it's the shira of Malchah I've said it a few times a, a general sense the, the reason, the way it's, the way it, it's built as two inyanim some of them are very close and some are almost opposite Malachim vis-a-vis HaKadosh Baruch Hu are um, the distinction is Malachim always come in pairs is Malachim is situ the small Malachim is situ min in other words there's Malachim that are from Midas HaChesed Malachim Midas HaDin in every Midah there's Malachim that are Masha stone and Malachim that save load the, the, a Malach can only do one Shlichus the Malach speaks about it in um, when he speaks about Anil Lesarev and Anil Malach, and Malachim are the root of where Malach is Oyster Shlichus Echod, Malachim cannot do two opposite things. Malachim are very specific. Each in his own world, in his own Indian, is a total Hanhogger. You know, Zemaral is Machalik, he says Malachim, each one in his world is a total Hanhogger, but his world is, it says Oyster Shalom bin Raimov. Michael is, is, is Mayim and, and Gavriel is Eish Gavriel is the Chefz of Eish Michal is the Chefz of Mayim but they are mutually exclusive Adam has both Tunis together but he's on a lower diagram so Adam is similar to Selim in the sense that he can be cradle everything but on a low diagram Malachim are in a certain sense the ultimate diagram but they are very specific that's, that's the way Malachim vis-a-vis HaKadosh Baruch Hu so when a malach is mishabeach hakadosh baruch hu, we by us it says we have already chokim v'yitn v'yivil chokesem lucha v'yitn chokesem lucha that they, we when we owe up to hakadosh baruch hu that's his shavach. Malachim are mishabeach hakadosh baruch hu when Michael and Gabriel together say that hakadosh baruch hu is kol eishemayim. That's when um, it is. Uh, that's when you have a real shavach hakadosh baruch hu. So all of it, I uh, think, like the very first one, Adaras Vamuna, 
the aderis is something that usually hides something that covers something and muna is the belief behind it some of them are very similar some of them are, are distinct but that's that's the shabach of malachim that's the little bit that I can garner out this is the the say of the say of the say of the say but still it's the, so I, I so we'll do it together again it's and, and again bearing in mind that the triumphant note is the sense of Nitzachan of Klal Yisrael of Umsaylam. Yekipah is what solidifies Klal Yisrael's matter versus Umsaylam.
I want to share is probably my favorite thing, and someday the fiddle will go well with it when we when we'll work it out. <laughs> um, let me. I'll tell you something about the background, and like everything, we'll add a few more nakudas. The the mice. This, this, it's funny. This this I heard on an old record. Forty-five years ago, when I heard it was an old record, so it it, it was like scratching very early. But I then read the story. How was this Galgal? And the story is written by Chaim Shapiro. The um, he writes a prison event. I also we, we sang it every Matzin Kippa. I, I liked it a lot. I found it an extraordinary nigun. And then somebody, I think Dan Kramer, found in Chazal that one of the shotim of this of this uh, event is on Yom Kippur. Guinness Egos is talking about Yom Kippur because an Egos is mislachlech and it misnaka very easily because it has a shell sending cholesterol. So it does have Yom Kippur Gesheiches actually. Um, the story goes as follows: It was Chaim Shapiro was in a labor camp in Siberia during the war years and he um, I think he, he managed somehow to avoid Shabbos working on the rices he had, so one of his jobs on a Shabbos was to deliver something on a horse to a neighboring camp, like the camps were stringed together and each one was very separate with barbed wire if you went um, without permission, you could get shot. Not you could, you probably would get shot. Um, so he was sent to deliver some mail there, and he sees, he goes, he goes into the camp, and he sees the strangest-looking creature, um, uh, overgrown, and somebody with like beard and, and like wild, unkempt hair and beard, and he's sitting in a little bush, like next to a bush himself and he's singing Zmiris Shalshudah Zmiris so he goes over to him Ayid or something like that to, and the guy like basically he doesn't understand and then he, he talks to him the guy realizes he's from and he says yes and he's a breast of a chassid he's been in the camps for who knows how long and the Russians have a, f- a fixation about on the Shigoyim Rasputin they have a certain stereotype of a person who is Crazy, but like divinely inspired crazy, and they leave those people. They're, they're like they're kind of um, heroized in a certain sense. So this person looked apart, and uh, the kid said, he, he tells him he kept Shabbos. He said he's kept every single Shabbos, and Chaim Shapiro told him, "Oh, I said you know, I have a film and the person jumps up with a wall of his eyes, and he says, "You have film and it's Shabbos today for 20 years I'm waiting to put on film tomorrow morning at 5.30 at the crack of dawn I'll be at that place so he told me it's impossible you can't move from camp to camp he says I'll be there and at 5.30 the next morning he feels somebody moving up to his bed and the guy's there and he grabs his film and he puts it on and you know crying and choke crying and every day he came uh, told whatever he's moved camps and he told him as a schar, he'll teach him the Alginas Degos, which was an old um, breast of a nigun. The content of it is extraordinarily fit, fit. Um, and then I want to say well, two more mice along the same theme. The content is, it's a posik in Shirashirim. It's run on as a nigun 
the Pasuk is Alginas Egez Yeradeti Kodesh Baruch Hu came down to the orchard of um, nuts nuts are um, in, in, in Chazal in, in Kabbalah they represent something very special because a nut is something which the shell is very hard and very tough it lasts however much longer because the shell is hard and tough and that's why dirt doesn't penetrate so the, the shells are called Kalipas um, Kalipas Egois is the Lashon Chazal use in Nigla Klippas of Egoism, I have a mockum and aloha, Klippas Egoism, in, in a lot of areas, in between Mukhtza and Tomentaira and, and Svoyim and all sorts of things. Um, but also, it, it's a kind of paradox. Because the outer shell is so tough, that's why the inside stays so good. So this world is described as a kind of Guinness Egoism, where Kashfok goes down to see what's right for picking. So it says, Al Guinness Egoism, your attitude, to see. The, the, the greener it grows along the river, that's where the most sprouting happens. Lira is to see how Perchai Geffen has the, have the um, grapes, have the vineyards blossomed yet. Hey, have the pomegranates opened up yet. The next possibly Adapti Nafshi Samasni, but in the Nigna it goes together Adapti Nafshi, and there's a Yiddish part to it that kind of explains the point of it. Um, the Yiddish is printed. I, I don't know if many will be able to read it because it's it's written in Yiddish. It's it's the mamehot mich geschickt nisach to kleiden. My mother sent me to collect nuts. Vi hoiches da boim. How tall is the tree? Vi nidrich sein de kinderlach. How short are the kids? Loyedati nafshi. I didn't know myself. It's 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 a it's a metaphor. It means the word mame mother means the Shechina the Chelek of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's Shaykh to us and our Nesiyonis and so on it's because Mama in Moshe Kodesh is it's because Mother in the language of Kabbalah Ima is a Pchina of Ima Bonim Smecha it's a Pchina of the Shechina the part that is most metaphor with so the Yiddish is HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends us down what looks like an impossible tax to go and to pick nuts that are beyond us. The tree is so tall, the kids are so short, we didn't know ourselves how far we could reach. Obviously the nigging has a lot to do with the taichet. I want to add two more stories about it. There was a yid that I knew personally, he lived in Israel. he wrote a book under a sort of a pseudonym called Sabato. His name was Ablazer Nanis. It was all an old Chabad yid when he died, he must have been close to 100, I think. He was in the camps 20, 30 years. I think he never worked Shabbos. The, 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 they had him for 10 years. Then they said they would release him. And as he walked to the gate, they put him back for another 10 years. They would tell his wife she could visit him. She would travel across half Russia to visit him. And then they would cancel the visitation. The amount of emotional... Um, it, 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 it's impossible to understand how a human being could go through it and he was he lived the last 30 years of his life in Israel and there w- he was a fabrenta yid all the way a chav of mine went to learn Tanya with him by him 
and he asked them the first question was what Mesech did you learn already? so listen to five, six Yeshivish Mesech I want you to learn more Mesech then we go with this I mean, I just don't understand the, you know, the matter of factness of, of the way he approached this and, and this. he wrote up his, his book it's called Sabbat I think it's called it's, it's just not, not uh, just very hard to believe how a person like that existed um, there's another Yid who I knew a bit of Zulbuch, they just came out with a book in Hebrew. I know personally, the, the stories in the book are fantastic, but they don't do justice even because the mysterious nefesh is way beyond it. In what I saw, I mean, he, he, he literally couldn't breathe and he was running all over to take care of Milos and stuff like that. It's just not normal. I, I also happen to see, you know, it's, it's something very powerful when you see something. Um, they have these one minute videos that H puts out. And they had before Rosh Hashanah, they had an extraordinary video, it's a one minute video, of a person who's living in Los Angeles. His name is Dr. Malamed Cohen, I think Rachman Malamed Cohen. This is a person who was diagnosed 14 years ago with Lou Gehrig's disease. Any who has, who, any of you who don't know what it is, shouldn't know, it's a disease that takes away every drop of movement from a person. It's a, it's, it, it, I think it's, it's attacks the nervous system. You, it partially, I, I saw once a person with it. It's horrible to see it. It shuts down muscle by muscle every part of the person. Fourteen years ago, they diagnosed him with three years maximum to live. It's, he's still living. Now he's living. He wrote nine sfarim in the interim. They showed us. They showed sfarim that printed. And he does it, the only muscles in his body that he can move are the eye muscles. So they have a special camera like, and that translates to a computer and it, it, you know, it records his eye movements and translates into a book. It's a, it's a, it's a very powerful, they, they show him wheeled in. I mean, the person literally is like a stick of wood and they, they, they show the books he's written, they show the eye movements. It's done very professionally, very well done. And then the last frame is, it says, you know, Rosh Hashanah is the day when the book of life and death is opened. And then, with a lot of effort, he's able to, to get out of his mouth two words, choose life. And, and then you see a slow smile, the muscles beginning to open up into a smile. It's very, very, very powerful. But the, a person... A person doesn't know what he can do until he's put to the test. The test usually brings out from a person things that he never thought he could do. And that's the, the, the nigging that's so appropriate for the events that, and so on. So I'll, I will... El